say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yay Networks. Welcome to Courtney Beyond the Cake, stories that inspire, uplift, and fill your soul with joy, much like cake. For years, Aubrey Taylor fought her body as she struggled to feel what she knew was supposed to be healthy and normal. From inflammation and gut dysfunction to anxiety and depression to headaches and stomach aches, Aubrey went from doctor to doctor not getting any answers. As she struggled to find a solution, Aubrey took matters into her own hands and started becoming an expert on her own mind, body, and soul. She turned to more natural forms of healing and discovered mindset healing. As Aubrey learned more about how nutrition and stress affect the connection and efficiency of our mind, body, and soul, she also learned how having a growth mindset is really at the forefront of all healing. In fact, she says it's 80% of the healing process. In today's episode of Courtney Beyond the Cake, Aubrey takes us through her journey of learning, growing, and healing, and how she's using her own experience to help others. A trained mindset healer and wellness coach, Aubrey shares with us tools for changing the negative narrative stuck in our subconscious. You know, that script that tells us we're not worthy of healing and how we can rewrite that narrative to conquer the subconscious and forge a path of resiliency and growth. Aubrey, welcome to the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I like literally woke up so excited <laughs> to talk with you today. This is so fun for me. I first heard you on another podcast and started following you. And it was that podcast that I just connected with everything you said. And I think because I am currently really working on mindset healing personally and have recognized what a big impact it plays on the other types of healing that I'm also doing physically, mentally, spiritually, right? Like it's mind, body, soul. And so as you talked and I listened to your practices and your experience and what you've gone through and what you're doing now, I just was like, yes, we need to scream this from the rooftop because like we were talking a minute ago, I think we are so conditioned as consumers to look at people who have changed their bodies or have gotten healthy, however you want to say it. And we say, I want that right now. I want that overnight. I'm willing to pay whatever. Oh, that has a price tag. No problem. I see the before and after. And I want to, I want that change. Right. And we just assume that it's going to be like, like that, like just a snap of the finger. Okay. Yeah. It'll probably take a few weeks, but I'm going to look better. I'm going to feel better. And that's not the case. And I'm sure there are many listeners who have done that yo-yo of I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to physically feel better and mentally feel better and spiritually feel better. And there's something missing, right? Like it never really comes full circle. They never really heal. They never really get to where they want to be. Um, and it's the mindset. It is the mindset. So as you talked about that, I just was like, we, we need to talk about that on the podcast. And I'd love for you to share your experience um, so enough about my thoughts, my feelings, all my stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about you, Aubrey. Why don't you give us some background, how you got into mindset healing, um, what your experience was? Cause you know what, like me with cakes, you're a little bit self-taught. Totally. Yes. And I love that we connect that way. Um, 
because I saw on like the outline for the podcast, you're like, what's your background and how did you become a nutritionist? And I actually don't have any fancy letters behind my name, totally self-taught with nutrition and mindset. And I feel like though, those are the best teachers, the people who've been through it and are self-taught. So my background is actually in elementary education. I taught elementary school for 10 years and um, I I just kind of did it because that's what my degree was in. And I had health issues since I was a child and they got really compounded with the stress of teaching public school. Um, And so, you know, that set me on my own course of searching for answers through uh, doctors and like Western medicine and also any holistic thing that I knew I was like trying everything and nothing was really working. I got to the point where a doctor gave me the option of removing part of my body or being on a drug for the rest of my life. And I was like, peace out. Okay. I, like, oh I guess I'm on my own. Can I ask you, can I get personal and ask you what some of those health issues were like specifically what you were dealing with? Yes. So my, the major, major one that was kind of like, so big, it was blocking out some of the other chronic things was IBS and constipation. Mm-hmm. Like I was a once a week pooper. Yep. This is not normal for anybody listening. If you're only pooping once a week, that's not normal. Um, and don't accept that as normal. Yep. So yeah, constipation, like chronic gas and bloating and all the, like those IBS, I was like intolerant to food in general. And also along with that was like chronic fatigue, anxiety, depression, um, migraines, I got strep like six times a year. Um, I don't know, just like, oh, hormone imbalances, PCOS, like just all the things. Wow. Mm -hmm. There was a lot, like I was a hot mess, literally a hot mess. And um, I didn't realize that they were all related until I started really diving into healing my own body. I started by healing my gut and that started working. And so I was like, Mm. wait, I've been working on this for 10 years and something's working like, So I dove super deep into it and just like you're saying, just self-taught in those areas. And then a friend of mine invited me to go to this, this seminar up in Salt Lake city. And she was describing it to me. I'm like, okay, like sounds kind of cool, maybe kind of weird. And she's like, I'll pay for your ticket. So you don't have to like pay if that's a barrier, the cost barrier. And I was like, okay, like I kind of felt obligated to go. Uh, It was my friend, Julianne. And I was like, she's like, we can carpool. And I said, no, I'm going to drive my own car because I'm pretty sure it's going to be weird in like five minutes and I need to get out of there. So I had this super bad, um, like mindset going into it, I guess. And once I got there, I, there was so much deep resonance in my soul. Um, and the course was called master your influence by a guy named Kirk Duncan. I thought it was like master influence of like business and how, you know, how to win friends and influence people. But it was Mm -hmm. really the core of it is how to master the sacred space in your mind. And so that was my first experience with mindset. And I ended up doing an additional three day, like full intensive course with him for how to teach mindset. So I went from being super hesitant and driving my own vehicle to like, I'm in hundred (laughs) percent. Where's the next course? So yeah, that's kind of like the perfect meandering road to where I'm at today. Yeah. You know, and you spent a lot of time, as you said, trying to figure it out on your own. I can relate with going to certain doctors in the last couple of years, feeling a lot like you did, where I just knew in my core of my gut, like 
I, something was off. I like all these things that you described so many sound so similar. And doctors were just like, let me put a bandaid on it. Let me give you a pill. And I was like, this is not feeling right. And like, once you start listening to truly your body and your mind, when it comes to your health issues and your physical issues and mental issues, like it can open up so many doors. And so as you were starting to do that, like what specifically were you finding that helped you start to feel better even before you got to the mindset part? Yeah. So I started working on the three. So my Instagram is heal your three and those three things are gut health, blood sugar, and insulin balance. And then the result of balancing those two things is the third, you're decreasing systemic chronic inflammation. And so as I started like working on my gut health with pre and probiotics and also um, like a blood sugar, natural blood sugar balancer, I was using um, Chromio and I still use a lot of this stuff. Um, immediately I was able to start pooping every day. I was, I was like, <laughs> I'm hooked. <laughs> Done. That's the only thing that changes. I am hooked. You have to poop. Um, but then over four months, no other things changed. And this is really important for anyone listening because healing takes time. Yeah. Changing the momentum of your body takes time. So I had four months where I'm like, okay, I'm pooping every day, but my periods still suck. I still have migraines. I'm still craving diet Coke like crazy. And, you know, just super tired all the time, still super anxious and depressed. And then finally, for me, it was the four month mark. And that's not mm -hmm. the same for everybody, but that four month mark, I remember I was working out in the yard with my husband and he, he put down his shovel, <laughs> which he never does. We're like digging out sprinkler trenches. And he's like, can we keep this new version of you in case she goes away again? And at that point I knew something big was going on. So, but it took that four months of wow. like blind faith, working on my gut health, slowly getting the inflammation down. And then the things started to melt away all the symptoms. Yeah. And it's not, I think a lot of people go into it as I've talked to different women and I've been working on uh, the three and working on hormone balance and inflammation, all these things, I, I did kind of have the assumption like, okay, so that like 10 pounds I put on lately, like that'll totally just come off because I'm reducing sugar, gluten, dairy, all, you know, all these things. And it doesn't. And I, it took me a second to really accept. And this is where the mindset came in, where I had to really, you know, and we'll talk about this, but just really focus on the internal changes that I was making and even like taking notes, like how do I feel this week versus last week? And am I feeling better? Is my gut feeling better? Can I tell, you know, because sometimes we really want that like visual transformation to see the progress, but so much of our healing, especially when it comes to gut and inflammation is going to be more about how we feel. And I was like you, I was like four months before I was like, Oh, okay. I'm starting to see like these internal changes. Yeah. And the patience with that is hard. I think it's just kind of like blind faith for quite a while that you are doing the right thing and that the work's being done invisibly in your body. Yeah. So we've got the three, you talked about gut health, um, insulin that you said was related to hormones, right? Has a yeah, big so, impact on hormones. Yeah. Well, insulin's just a master hormone. Um, and so, you know, if insulin's not happy, nobody's happy. Kind of like if mom's not happy, nobody's <laughs> happy. Um, and 
And insulin, the very exciting insulin blood sugar roller coaster that a lot of people experience causes inflammation. It causes cortisol release because your body's in stress all the time. And that does affect hormones, particularly women's hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like, I need to add on my Instagram, like a little asterisk (laughs) that I, what I've been diving into recently is more so like women's hormones and how we align our lives, like our nutrition, our exercise and movement and our workflow within the four phases of Mm -hmm. our hormone cycle to align with our body. So those hormones are a superpower rather than like this mystical thing that we don't know about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I've been reading some books and listening to some other podcasts too, specifically about women's cycles. And I don't know why, but like one day my jaw dropped when I listened to this woman who she was the one who, um, designed the flow app and yes. yes. Okay. So she's, CD, is that who? yes. Yeah. And she, amazing. she's so amazing. She has a book. I got her book after I heard her on a podcast and she was describing how, uh, male cycle is 24 hours. Yes. Yes. You're holding, holding the book. Mine is in my family room. <laughs> and I'll, I'll have to link that in the show notes because yes. it's such a great book for women. But I thought it was really interesting. And I don't know why I'd never thought of this before, but a male cycle is 24 hours. A female cycle is 24 days, give or take a few, right? And so much of nutrition, diets, things that we're told just mainstream are based on the male cycle of 24 hours. And a female cycle has, like you said, all the four different parts. And if we can cater our food, our workouts, even just some of the stress of life, like around that, it's super impactful. It is. Yeah. And I found that as I've been intentional about aligning with those things, things also start to fall into place. Like I'm in, Elisa would be so happy that I'm saying this, but like I'm in ovulatory phase right now. And so my verbal centers are like my superpower. And it just happened to be that you reached out to me to record a podcast when I'm verbally like super awesome. (laughs) And that happens. Like I notice as I'm intentional about it, that keeps happening. So it's super cool. And I think, and I think you and Elisa, like the book, it's super important for us as women to realize that there's certain things that are not just normal. And I think we get into a place as moms, as working women, we're just on the go. We're doing things. Of course, I'm going to be tired. I've got kids and I was up and this, this, and this. And of course I'm cramping. Oh, I, I you know, I, it's fine. That's normal. Oh, really bad periods. Well, mine were bad when I was a kid. And like, actually, as I've like learned and studied and I know you have, so we can talk about this. That's not normal. Right. Let's not normalize that, please. Right. Excited to hear more about mindset healing from Aubrey in just a moment. But first a word from our sponsor. 2021, as I've told you before, has become a year of healing for me in a lot of different ways. One of which has been my mental health. Aubrey's episode today is actually full of tools and techniques I've been working on personally to strengthen my mental health. And I love that we're talking about it. I love that we can have conversations about mental health and not feel ashamed or alone. For years and years, I looked at depression and anxiety as something I just had to deal with and manage. And for a long time, something I needed to hide and to be ashamed of. I'm learning, however, the importance of opening up and talking as part of the healing process. As part of that, I'm a huge proponent of therapy as well as these different mindset healing techniques. Therapy is something I started at 19 and continue to do today. I know it's not always easy to find a therapist or even find time to go to an appointment. So when I heard about BetterHelp, I knew it was something I had to tell you about. BetterHelp is a safe online environment for you to talk to a professional therapist. 
No leaving your house, no sitting in waiting rooms, and no paying pricey bills. You can even message your therapist at any time. Of course, everything you share is confidential. You'll also see they specialize in so many different areas, depression, family issues, grief, self-esteem, relationships, sleeping, and so much more. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash beyondcake. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash beyondcake. What other changes did you see? In, like when you hit that four or five month mark, your husband noticed it. What did you start noticing? So just a little bit of background. I, I honestly had like 20, I wrote it down one day, like two years into my healing. I was like, I need to write this down because I'm starting to forget. <laughs> um, um, and I'm like telling my story. I'm like, was this really true? Was I that bad? Uh, so I had like 20 different things. And so there was the, the constipation was one of them. So that now I'm down to 19. Right. And then it was four months before I started to check anything else off my list. And every single month, something on my list resolved itself, whether it was the fatigue or the sugar addiction or whatever. Um, and the way that I describe it, especially, um, I want to just bring up like the mental, emotional health side, mm-hmm. because I struggled severely with anxiety, specifically social anxiety. Mm-hmm. This conversation would have been impossible for me four years ago. Um, and so the way that I describe it with that anxiety and some depression was like, I felt like I was in a black body bag and at four months I was like, Oh wait, there's a zipper on this thing. And I just like felt the zipper and I, and then it's like, oh, I can unzip this a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more. And the light came in and I'm like getting goosebumps and tears just describing this experience because I just was, I felt like I was able to unzip the body bag all the way of that anxiety and depression. And then a month later, I was able to like step out of the bag. Mm -hmm. And a month later, I was able to step away from the bag. Kind of like how a reptile sheds its skin. Yeah. So that, that was one of the most concrete things that I noticed that's been completely life-changing. And were you surprised that changing your nutrition and then adding some of these supplements alone? I mean, we weren't, you weren't taking prescribed medication. You weren't having surgery. You, I mean, this was a very holistic approach. Were you at all surprised? Like this actually worked? Um, I, I don't think I was surprised. It was more like a hallelujah feeling Mm, because fortunately I had been raised by a mom who was very into nutrition and always talking about like the natural innate God given Mm -hmm. powers of our body. So I feel like I had that mindset initially, which a lot of people don't. And that's something that they, you know, they have to work on before actual healing can really take place. Um, so I had that foundational mindset. I knew there was something out there natural that was going to work. I knew that prescriptions were not the answer. I knew I wasn't going to cut parts of my body out, like the bottom part of my colon, which was, that was like on the docket. Um, so I didn't, yeah, I, I wasn't really surprised. I was just like, hallelujah. I finally found it probably felt so much relief. Yes. You talk about another three things and those are nutrition, mindset, and stress management. 
Yes. So explain those to me and how those play a part in the other three and the whole like overall healing. Yeah. So, and I actually, when you sent me the podcast outline, I actually like moved the mindset one to be first (laughs) because now that like, now that I understand it so well, and I've been working with people on mindset, it is absolutely the first thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, mindset, the body can't go where the mind hasn't gone. So that, I mean, in a nutshell, mindset's like the most important thing. Um, and then nutrition, I personally practice plant predominant nutrition is what I say. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily like the word vegan because you can still eat like red vines and be vegan. And there's there's (laughs) lots of things that you can do under the vegan umbrella that aren't like health promoting. So Mm -hmm. whole plant food predominant is how we eat. And that's what I recommend to people. Um, and then stress management, so much of our chronic disease is lack of stress management. Mm -hmm. We have super stressful lifestyles in which we are forcing our bodies out of alignment to maintain the stress. And I feel like that's very cultural, um, especially here in the United States. It's very cultural to be go, go, go. Yeah. Um, And that just brings our bodies out of alignment with their natural processes. So, and another thing I want to say about those three mindset, nutrition, and stress management is I try to do them through the lens of earth-based. So earth-based mindset, earth-based nutrition, and earth-based stress management. I, I have found for me, mother earth has been the ultimate healer. And so using her as I do my mindset, um, using her through nutrition, growing as much of my food as I can, or getting it as locally as possible, as naturally raised as possible. And then using nature as stress management with grounding and just forest bathing. It makes it so simple to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Okay. You talked about mindset being the most important and you even put a percentage on it. Last time I heard you talk, right? It's like 80% of your healing is mindset. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that and why you feel so strongly about that. So when I was doing the Master Your Influence course with Kirk Duncan, um, he, and and even the follow-up course where you learn to teach how, teach people to do mindset, um, he gave that percentage that whatever you do, whether it's trying to heal your body, launch a business, um, become an elite athlete, an amazing piano player, whatever it is. He said 80% of the work should be mindset work Mm. because if you can get your mind around the outcome, the success, then it it's 80%, that's 80% of the work. Yeah. Right. And then the other 20% is actually practicing the skill, which is not what we hear a lot. You know, it's like practice, practice, practice. Um, so I loved that because it felt really empowering to me that I could just use mindset tools and I don't like, I don't even know how to describe it. It just felt empowering to that. That's accessible for everybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like supplement protocols and hockets and infrared therapy and, you know, all these biohacking technologies, that's not accessible to everybody. That's not even accessible to me. I'm a mom. I have a life. I have three kids. Like I can't spend all day in the infrared sauna, you know, Um, it's not accessible to me. So, but mindset is accessible to everyone. And they're honestly like that feels true. 
Yeah. He I love that. has to be accessible to everybody for it to be a real true tool. Yeah. And I think, okay. So personal experience, had we talked about this like four years ago, five years ago, I'd be like, this feels okay. Hokey, you know, right. some of that, like in even meditation at that point, I wasn't ready for it. Like mentally, physically, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready to accept it in the last couple of years, total different shift where I've realized how much I need to play a role in my own healing. And, um, I was even reading the book unbeatable mind. Have you read that one? And I think the first five chapters, like everyone should read because it is just like such a great inspiration and a toolkit for how to master your mind. And I'm like working on those things with Weston when he's playing golf and Avery, when she comes in from tumbling and it, I don't know, it was just very empowering as I read it. And as I listened to your podcast and, and follow the things that you're doing, it's very empowering to say, I can actually take control of this part. Of yeah. me. Like, right. I could go on a run. That's great. But like, what can I do to strengthen my mind as I'm strengthening my legs and other parts of my life? And so you talk a lot about, you have your conscious mm-hmm. and your subconscious mindset. You are trying to break through the subconscious mindset. So talk to me a little bit about those two and, you know, where does the narrative of our subconscious come from? Because that is the one that we want to break through to really get the healing that we need. Right. So, and in the mindset courses that I've done, um, I use a tree analogy. So if you picture a tree and then ground level is actually in the middle of your field of vision, and you can also see the whole root system in the soil beneath the tree. Okay. That's what we're visualizing. So anything above ground is the conscious mind and anything below ground is the subconscious mind. Um, the fruits on the tree are the actual physical, tangible results that we're getting and seeing in our lives. And it makes sense that if you want a better fruit on the tree, you can't just polish the trunk all day long. You know, like you can't just like shine it up real nice and pretty. That's not going to give you better fruit on the tree. You have to go subterranean. You have to go and amend the soil, enrich the soil with actual living nutrients and feed the root system. So likewise, when we want different results in our lives, whether it's our health, our business, our, you know, goals, whatever it is, relationships, we can't just work in the conscious mind. That's akin to shining the tree. We have to get into the subconscious mind, which is where all of our programs work. Like you can think of all the apps and programs on a cell phone. Okay. Those are all run in the subconscious chip of the phone or whatever. I don't know anything about technology, but... (laughs) Um, so like all the apps of our thought processes and our body, all of those apps that just run automatically like liver pathways and whatever, that's all controlled by the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And that is really the root. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that's the root of the results that we're getting in our life. So you have to be able to access the subconscious mind. Now there is a filter that we have to be aware of between the conscious and the subconscious mind. And it's a air quotes, protective filter because our brains and our minds don't like change. Change feels uncomfortable. Change feels scary. And so there's this protective quote unquote filter or barrier between our conscious mind above ground and our subconscious where all the programs are. And so we have to be able to 
get through that somehow, that filter, that barrier into the subconscious if we want to make any changes. Yeah. Okay. So what's the secret sauce? <laughs> what? Get, how, how do we do this? No, truly. I mean, I laugh about it, but it is harder than it sounds. And anyone who's tried it or really understands that like their negative narrative is somewhere deep and it is the story that they believe to their core. Um, it's hard to rewrite that narrative and it takes a lot of work. So what are your recommendations and um, kind of the route that you take to do that? Well, and let me back up a little bit to the question that you had asked, uh, where do these narratives come mm, from? Yes. I think this is important, um, but also we don't want to focus too much on it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I believe that it comes from two sources. So one, other people in our lives, especially family, because oftentimes their voice is the most um, common voice in our heads. Right. Yeah. And it can even be multi-generational that we like inherited belief systems, you know, from three or four generations back, or maybe we've inherited a trauma experience and the energy from that. Um, so it can come from other people, especially family, but I honestly think that the main source is the force of adversary in this world, whether you call that Satan, the devil, Darth Vader, Voldemort, like, you know, whatever villain yeah. character you go to, or just the negative vibration in the universe. Um, we all can acknowledge that there is that. Yes. And so I think a lot of those, um, the negative tapes ultimately come from that adversary force. Um, and this was something we had talked about in our mindset course, you know, do we focus on where it comes from? I think we need to know that it can be one of those two things, mm -hmm. but we don't want to focus like, oh my gosh, my mom said this all the time. And so I got this from her because then we get into blame mm. and that's not productive and that's not, um, conducive to creation mode in mindset. So I try not to really pin it on a person where I got my negative tapes from. I just like adversary. Okay. Um, so then, okay. What do we do? about it. I think that the first thing, and anyone who's on Instagrams, you can on Instagrams, <laughs> it's singular, not plural. Um, but I have a highlight bubble called truth and lies where I actually like go through this whole strategy and show you step-by-step. Step. So I recommend going there, but the truth and lies strategy is really great because it helps us to number one, identify the negative tapes. Oftentimes the negative tapes are super slippery because number one, they're in our own voice. Yeah. And that's, it feels true. Like if it's in your own voice, it feels true. And number two, we don't always actually say them. So they're just kind of floating around sort of tangible in our mind, in our mental talk. And so they're hard to pin down. So the first step of the truth and life strategy is you identify up to five negative things, five lies is what I call them. Um, and this could be anything from like, I hate my body or like my body's broken, or I'm never going to have the job I want or, you know, whatever it is, here's how you determine if it's a lie. And these are two questions you can ask yourself about the thought patterns that you have on the day-to-day -day basis. Number one, is it helping me to progress and move forward in life? Yes or no. If the answer is no, it's probably a lie. Number two, and I believe strongly in God. So 
I'm going to bring that in here. Is it something that God, my heavenly father would say to my face? Mm, mm -hmm. And if you get a no on either or both of those, if it's not productive and it's not something that God would actually say to your face, it's a lie. And it's coming from the force of adversary. Um, and so I want to say that because a lot of times the lies feel really true. Yeah. Um, because that's our current existence, right? We're living the lie. Like one that I really struggle with is I don't have enough time and it, mm. it feels really true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a hundred things on the to-do list and the dreams list and I don't have enough time. Um, but I don't believe that that's productive. It's not helping me progress and move forward. And it's not what God would say to my face. Yeah, you don't have enough time for all the things that I've inspired you to do. Like, <laughs> I don't think he would say that. So, but it feels true. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, to know that a lie can feel true. Yeah. So we identify the lie and, you know, between one and five, I wouldn't work with more than that at once because then it gets overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very overwhelming, very quickly. Um, and then we're going to reverse engineer the lies into- Are we writing this down on paper? Do you recommend oh. putting this on paper, right? Okay. First step, find a journal, dedicate it to this practice. And every page, you just draw a line right down the middle. Okay. And let's see, truth goes on the left side. Okay. And then there's the line vertically all the way down the middle of the page. And then um, lies goes on the right side. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and we write the lies first. It feels a little weird to be working with the right side of your paper because we usually start on the left, but start with the lies first. And then one at a time, we're going to reverse engineer the lies. So I love this practice because it allows us to use the lies. It allows mm -hmm. us to use the force of adversary as a stepping stool rather than something pummeling us into the ground daily. Yeah. Because when you know the strategy and when you can play the game with the adversary and you know the tactics of the adversary, you can use that to your benefit. Mm -hmm. So to reverse engineer the lie, we literally say the opposite of the lie. So I'm going to use my example of I don't have enough time. Um, we could just simply say, I do have enough time. <laughs> like That's just the literal opposite. And then after we reverse engineer it, we want to add on and I feel. Mm. So our subconscious wants a tangible that it can um, project into our future, basically. But it also works on feeling. So when we add in that the second part of the truth statement and I feel and then fill in, you know, what feeling will you feel when you do have enough time? And I feel um, aligned in my productivity. Mm -hmm. is part of my affirmation. Then the subconscious can get in, on board on an emotional level. Oh, like, oh, we're going to feel really good when this is true. So like, let's attract it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're diving into it a little bit more. Like you're going beyond surface level. I have enough time, but really diving into, I have enough time and I can do this and I can feel this way. And really like accepting. I like too th that this practice, it acknowledges the negative thought. It yes. acknowledges the lie very clearly. And I think that's important. I think when we try to ignore that, at least from my own personal experience, and I'm no expert, but when I've tried to run from the negative narrative in my life, it's still following me. It's running after me. There's something to it when you're really facing it head on and you can acknowledge it and you can talk about it and you can accept it. 
right? And say, okay, this is my negative belief, but then here's the truth and here's beyond the truth, right? So I love that. So once you have your two columns, what do you do next? Okay, so we've, and if you're listening, you can visualize this. So we have our five lies written down on the right side of the page, and then we've reverse engineered those into the five truths, just reverse engineering the lie and I feel, and then mm-hmm. fill in the blank. Um, and actually something, I need to say something super important. So our subconscious only recognizes positively framed statements. Okay, and this is really important as you are reverse engineering the lie. Um, our brain doesn't recognize words like don't. So Mm. let's say the lie is, um, this is one that I personally worked on too. I have ADHD. Like I was full on convinced that I had ADHD, could not focus to save my life. And it was all a mindset thing. So in order to reverse engineer that, I can't just say, I don't have ADHD because your brain will actually filter out the word don't. And then you're just reaffirming the lie. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's like, you have to understand that. And so when I do one-on-one mindset consults with people, we sit down and we go through their lives and actually like rewrite them together so that they're in that positive framework. So instead of saying like, I don't have ADHD, I said something like, um, my brain processes information clearly and perfectly. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Instead of, I don't have ADHD because there's still that word that we're, we're trying to avoid mm-hmm. that outcome that we're trying to avoid. We can't project that into our truth. Right. Okay. So that's just super important to understand. So once we've got our truth in our lies, then we actually tear off the lies and I should have a notebook here, but you, you just tear it off. And I like to just fold the paper real good. And you're like, yeah, you can cut it. I guess you can cut it. Um, and with the lies and you're going to start ripping it into little pieces while you repeat this phrase, write this down. If you're listening to it and we'll put it in the show notes, I create my future by releasing the past. I create my future by releasing the past. And you're going to say that phrase over and over and over until you like can't rip the paper anymore because the pieces are so little and it's getting really thick. I create my future by releasing the past. And that action combined with that phrase literally is going to release those lies from holding space in your body and your mind. Yeah. And we got to point out too, because I know you said this before and you say it a lot. You have to say it out loud, right? Yes. Yes. You have. Why? What's the, why, why do you think that? Or why is that? Um, well, I think part of it is the movement of voice and the vibration of throat, like, and your throat chakra. Like if you can't get it past your throat chakra, we've got a, a little bit of a deeper issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was my case when I first started doing affirmations, but it, it's an actual release when there's voice and breath coming out it's a release of whatever was trapped in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You have to say it out loud. I love this practice. I know you've done it with your kids. You Mm -hmm. do it. I think it's just a really great, just something so tangible to be able to do with those feelings. Right. And so I think that's just so positive and such a great thing. You talk a lot about affirmations and you have an affirmation. Let's talk about those for a minute. 
Tell us what an affirmation is. Yeah. Well, and actually, let me just go back really quick because we're not quite done with oh, the truth of life. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> no, it's okay because it leads perfectly into affirmations. So once you've ripped the paper and said the phrase, then I like to go all the way and like burn it. And this oh, isn't really? like, this isn't like, you know, a negative burning situation. It's more like a sacred cremation of a former self, mm, right? Like that's that a beautiful self, way to think of it. Yeah. That self got you to this point and we're ready to evolve past that self. And so yeah. it, it's like this, again, I'm getting goosebumps and like tears in my eyes, but it really is this sacred release of the old you. And, and my kids love this part because they love to burn stuff. <laughs> and if we're doing it as a family, we'll do it around a fire pit and we'll throw our lives into the fire. Yeah. Then you have your five truths and those are your personalized affirmations. Mm. Okay. And then we use those and we'll talk about some hacks to get through the subconscious. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, the truth and lies practice helps you just like you said, identify and acknowledge the negatives, which is so important. They just want to be acknowledged for a minute. Mm-hmm. Just like a toddler, like no mom, mom, they just want your attention for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> they want to hold space for a minute and then we can release them. And then we refill with our positives. How often are you doing the truth and lies exercise? Um, so ideally we would do this every day. Okay. It's something that I've struggled to do recently. If I'm being just like totally honest, yeah, I struggled to do it and I maybe get it in once a week. Okay. Right now. Okay. And that might be a good place to start once a week. You know, if we're feeling yeah. overwhelmed with all the things that we want to do and, and healing and changes and, you know, try it once a week and then add on or at least do it once a week. Yeah. Or if five is overwhelming, just start with one a day. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I, that's what I'm more inclined to recommend is just do use okay. one once a day rather than five once a week. Cause it's more like the consistency, mm-hmm. just like taking supplements, you know, yeah, consistency. Totally makes sense. Okay. Love that. So yeah. And what was your other question? Sorry. You- well, so that leads us in to affirmations, right? And I know that that's part of breaking the subconscious too, that you've talked about is the affirmation. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So a lot of people do affirmations and not a lot of people get the results that they're looking for with affirmations, which I think is important to point out. A lot of people, a lot of you guys listening may have tried affirmations and you're like, yeah, that was weird. And it didn't do anything. (laughs) And that was me too. Before I learned these skills, how to tweak it and how to get into my subconscious, I, there was no result from doing affirmations. So doing affirmations without the subconscious hacks is really just talking to yourself. It's working only in the conscious mind and it's like shining the trunk of the tree, Mm -hmm. right? It's, so we have to have the hacks. We've got to get subconscious. Um, and my hacks I hate the word hacks, actually. Um, <laughs> They're tools. tools. There you go. Yeah, I like that. The tools. To get into the subconscious, my favorite one is to use music. Okay, what kind? So what kind of music? Good question. I, I personally usually use like a meditation type of a music. We want to make sure that there's not lyrics with the music. That's, mm-hmm. I think, most important because your affirmations are the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be competing with our affirmation and the lyrics of the song. Um, So find some music that doesn't have lyrics, instrumental or something. Um, How, so I usually use 
meditation type music on Spotify. However, some days I'm in more of like an ampy mood. And so I'll turn on some like techno dance music to do my affirmation. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And it works just as well. And it gets your body like moving. And so all of the affirmation energy is like flowing through you. So don't feel like you have to be stuck in the reverent mode. Oh, I love that. Okay. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. And just, you know, feel your body out, find some go-tos for different um, moods that you're in, different vibes mm -hmm. that you want to create with the affirmations. Um, but the music is super important because it basically liquefies our subconscious filter and gives us access to the subconscious. And we all know this. We all know how powerful music is. Yeah. Um, if you've ever watched a movie without the sound on, you're like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> or like a scary movie without the, the horror soundtrack is actually yeah. not that scary. Like, um, but when you turn the music on, it instantly gets subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So music, that's my number one tool for getting into the subconscious. Um, the second is to use movement. And so if I'm doing movement, I'm adding it onto music. Music is always my foundation tool. Okay. Okay. And then, so we can have music playing in the background and then I'll add movement. Sometimes it'll be a yoga flow while I'm saying my healing affirmations or walking or dancing to the techno, <laughs> <laughs> just any type of movement of the body. Yeah. Um, the third hack is the time of day. So our subconscious is our, our conscious and subconscious are most fluid right when we, we wake up and right when we go to bed. Um, and we know that it's kind of like that in between dream and wake state, or sometimes like, I don't know about you, but I get a ton of ideas, right. As I'm falling asleep. Yeah. And then I'll wake up to write them and I can't remember them. Right. Oh yeah. And, and that's evidence of the fluidity between the conscious and subconscious. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you can, this is a really good tip, record yourself saying your affirmations and then listen to it on repeat while you're falling asleep and record it with the music in the background. Okay. Okay. I love that recording yourself. You're going to have to get used to hearing your own voice, but yes, because the lies are in your own voice. Yep. So you have to rewrite the truth in your own voice. Yeah. Okay. So we've got some tools there. Realistically, what should people's expectations be for this mindset healing process? As far as, you know, timeline, as we're looking at, you know, the changes we want to make and the goals that we have, what you were kind of four months into your journey before you started seeing changes. And that was some of your nutrition too, but with mindset specifically, what do you give us kind of a realistic expectation? So, yeah. And I love this question. Actually, this is the essence of mindset. So if you have high expectations, you're going to get high results. So it, it really boils down to what is your mindset about mindset? Do you trust it enough to give you immediate results? And if you do, you will get immediate results. Yeah. And like, I believe that so strongly. <laughs> I've experienced it in my own life where as soon as I could wrap my brain around the mindset of something, the next day, something happened. Oh, so sorry. I'm crying again. I, I just believe that it's all boils down to your mindset about mindset. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if your mindset about mindset is that, you know, mindset works takes time then your results are going to take time. Mm. So just, you know, just to be aware of that, um, I think, and that's something that people can work into their affirmations too. That's when I'm coaching people on mindset, a lot of times we start there. 
what is your mindset about mindset? Maybe they have a lie that says this practice is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like this practice feels awkward. I'm talking to myself, you know, and we work through those barriers to mindset before it can actually start working really powerfully. Yeah. You have a beautiful affirmation. Would you be up for sharing it with us? Yes. Which one? Is it part of the healing affirmation? Yeah. Okay. Is, well, I, do you want me to read all of them? Uh, the or one th- I heard on the podcast was the one that you shared with Johnny. And it was like, I think it's, I think I know which one it is. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Like it talked about mind, body, soul, God. Yes. So the affirmations are, and these are specific to healing. They are, I am worthy of healing and thriving physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I release and forgive whatever part of my past has caused imbalance or dis-ease. My body is divinely designed to heal itself. And I invite that divinity within me to take the reins. And again, I'm crying. <laughs> I am too, by the way. <laughs> but good. So what that means, when you cry when you're doing affirmations, you've gotten into your subconscious. So even without the hacks, because of the practice and because of this beautiful space, Courtney, that you've created, even though we're on a Zoom, like our spirits are able to connect and our subconsciouses are able to connect. And yeah. we're there, we're subconscious and we're turning on healing in our bodies right now. I love that. And I love that you are sharing these affirmations with others because I think we sometimes need, it's like, what do we, what do we do? What should my affirmation be? I am strong. I'm beautiful. I'm kind. It's like, let's go deeper than that. And so when I heard yours a while ago, it really just, I think hit home where when I was writing mine months after that, I went to a deeper level that was more personal, that did talk about the divine that did just really embrace. And I love the word that like you use, and I need to add this into mine somehow, but really like forgive myself for things. I think that's like such a huge part of the healing. So I'm going to put that in my notes right now to go back and make a little edit and change it. Um, but I just, I don't know, I guess I could say I have a testimony of the affirmations. (laughs) I don't know that, you know, it's just, I feel that deeply. And so I appreciate that you share them because I think it's a great resource that our listeners can go to your page and look and just get some ideas and understanding of what we're talking about. It's not just the, I am strong. I am kind. I'm smart. I mean, that's all wonderful, but there's, there's so much more to it and it's a lot deeper and well, it can be, I guess I should say. Yeah. And I, I want to talk to that a little bit because, you know, when you're doing your truth and lies, or even if you're just writing out affirmations, affirmations are a creation practice. You know, we're creating our next future. It's not affirming what is, it's creating the next thing that we want to project into our lives. And, and as you do that, you can, if we think of like a, ba- I don't know, baseball analogy just came to my mind, but like, you can like hit a little dinky hit, like that barely makes it past home plate and is like barely not a foul, or you can hit a home run or anything in between. Yeah. And I feel like it takes the same effort to hit the home run. So I just go for the home run every time Yeah, as I'm doing mine. Like I try to get it as deep and personal as possible. And the, the little simple affirmations, you know, I am beautiful. I am strong. Those are great. Those are just a little hit mm-hmm. and yeah. we can, we can hit it way farther. And the other thing I want to say about these healing affirmations, since we'll post them, 
these have evolved. Like as I've used them, they've evolved. And I love that you said that you've rewritten them. Mm -hmm. These are not set in stone. So everyone use this as like a template and go to work editing, (laughs) like make it your personal thing. Um, they're written specifically for different processes, different like biologic processes that promote health and healing. But if you're like, I think this word needs to be in there, then put it in. Yeah. Like there's no rules with this. If you're focusing on detoxing your liver, write an affirmation. My liver detoxes toxins perfectly. And I feel lighter every day. Like it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be very specific. That's what I love too. I think the more specific we can get with the changes that we want to make and how we're going to do that and the positive affirmations, like the better, very specific is I think so good. Right. Um, okay. We are, I can't believe we're just like, it's so out of time, but this has been amazing. Uh, tell us where we can follow along for just more information and guidance from you. Okay. So I only have an Instagram account (laughs) working on a website. Um, my Instagram is heal your three. So the word heal underscore your underscore. And then number three, um, you can find me there (laughs) and, um, yeah. Like I said, working on a website, this is all very Amazing. Like launching into my own thing. And so that is so exciting. Do you have other resources that you recommend people look at too, or dig into? Yes. Yes. So I wrote down several books that I love. Um, the biology of belief is fantastic. And it, it, I mean, it really talks about everything that we've talked about, how belief turns on our biology, the body keeps the score. You are the placebo. Um, that one is super cool and also is very specific to mindset and mm-hmm. how the the reality that we ha- can have a placebo effect is proof that mindset works. <laughs> um, then the hidden messages in water is a super cool book about how the crystal structure of water as it freezes changes based on what is said to it. Super powerful because our bodies Amazing. are mostly water, seventy plus percent. Um, then untethered soul is classic, fantastic. The four agreements I'm reading right now and love that. And that aligns with everything. And then you had said unbeatable mind, which I have never heard of. So I'll add that one to the list. We'll, we'll, we'll put the list up because I think those are great resources. We'll link you to Aubrey and we'll add the affirmations too in the show notes, but you can also find a ton of this over on Aubrey's page. And then we'll just be looking out for that website. We're so excited for you. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much, Courtney, for having me. This has been a blast. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you, Aubrey. Hey, see ya. Thanks friends for tuning in today. For show notes and other episodes of Courtney Beyond the Cake, head to cakebycourtney.com forward slash podcast. And for all things cake, remember you can find me over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Cake by Courtney. And for all my recipes, products, information about my online classes, just head to cakebycourtney.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.